Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 926. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dean Morash. Dean, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, man, I can't wait. I've been anxious all day long. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Well, we're in Southern California today where the sun always shines and there's lots of cool cars at SoCal Classic Car Storage. So here we go. Dean Morash owns and operates SoCal Classic Car Storage in Orange County, California. Dean is a late-life entrepreneur and has leveraged his marketing experience in high technology and in aerospace manufacturing and a lifetime of wrenching on and buying and selling cars to create this unique business. His vision for this business is to provide Orange County car owners the opportunity to continue to enjoy their cars and secure them in an environment that is designed with their cars and their lifestyles in mind. SoCal Classic Car Storage is more than car storage. They are an experience, a valet service that doubles as a destination for customers who periodically need to decompress in a purpose-built car environment. Sounds like a fun place. So, Dean, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Well, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, This this business that I've created and uh, others have obviously had a tremendous influence has just been a a passion project for me, I guess is the best way to put it. I've been in a position where I'm on my third life iteration. (laughs) I've reinvented myself a couple of times now, and here we are with a third reinvention. So really what I did is I capitalized on previous life experience, like you said, with marketing and aerospace and and some other things. And what I realized at some point, once I had a little bit of downtime, I I really hadn't had the opportunity to pursue my passions and make money at the same time. And I think it was great to have that time off from high-tech marketing after I exited that business to think about what are my passions. Hmm. I wasn't sure. I knew I was good at marketing. It wasn't great, but I was good. And so that was my first opportunity to say, hey, what is that passion that I haven't been able to enjoy and call uh, work? Because I've always admired people that could be working at what they love. And so cars, it didn't take long to figure that out. So here I am pursuing something that really is a dream job of mine. You know, I'm just really just car taking for other people that are as passionate about cars. And this is really a lifestyle business. For me, late life, to enjoy and, and network with other car uh, crazy people. Uh, but at the same time, call it work. It's been a great, a real positive experience. Well, it's a great story, and it's what this show's all about. People that have figured out how to wrap their passion for automobiles, bikes, motorcycles, trucks into their lives, their vocations, their careers, their business. So you have figured out the secret sauce to life, that's for sure. And that's why I wanted to share what your story is with the Cars Yow listeners. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is something that has a meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yow. So, Dean, take the wheel. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I, I stole this one from my son's 
high school football team, oddly enough. He played uh, high school football at Edison High here in Huntington Beach in Southern California. And in the locker room was a quote from a guy by the name of Tim Notke. A lot of people may have not heard of him, but they've heard of the quote, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. <laughs> so what, what does that mean to me and what does that have to do with my business? I don't think in this business that I'm uniquely qualified. I remember when I started the business, a lot of the car guys would come in here and say, hey, who are you? Where have you been? Where'd you used to work? And I, I'd say, I was in uh, tech. I used to work for Dell. And they'd say, what? Almost passing judgment. So, you know, for me to be as successful as we have been in two years, what did I bring? Well, I wasn't uniquely qualified. Certainly some of my experience I brought to bear, like marketing and you know, some engineering degree and, and maybe some of my aerospace background. But it's not just my passion about cars, my willingness to put in the hard work and make the sacrifice that maybe a lot of other people aren't. Right. And I, I think that's it. You know, it sounds simple, but it's not. And I've talked to many, many people about this. You have to be willing to tough it out, work really hard. And I think these days, everything is instant gratification. And many people think that a career or a business you own is going to be the same way. And I don't know too many people that are super successful right out of the box. It takes a lot of hard work. And if you're willing to do that, my dad used to tell me, you may not be as smart as the next guy, but if you can outwork him, you'll be successful. So I always listen to that. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I, I had the opportunity to coach my son for about 10 years in primarily baseball and a little bit in basketball. And I always noticed the kids that rose to the top were not always the, you know, the best athletes. They had the best attitude. Yes. They were really coachable and they worked really hard. And at some point, they usually passed up those kids with a lot of talent. So yeah. I think we can look at kids as they evolve and, and see how they develop. As adults, we have to continue to, to kind of be that hungry kid trying to earn the opportunity to, to be in the starting lineup. Absolutely. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in your life that you realized, I am definitely a car guy? Great question, Mark. Um, I always think back about when I was a little kid in my young teenage years, probably 13, 12, 13, 14. My dad was always dragging home another uh, piece of junk car. <laughs> At that point, my two older brothers and my dad were always working on something. And it wasn't just on the weekends. It was probably every night. So there were, I think, three teenage drivers, my mom and my dad. And my dad never bought a car that ran. And typically, the first thing you had to do was replace the motor. So really, it was all hands on deck. And at some point, I didn't do it because I had to. I really enjoyed it. As a young man, you know, my dad actually started bringing the cars home from the office. He worked for AAA up in Northern California. You'll appreciate this, Mark. And <laughs> he would bring them home so that I could work on them to save people money that couldn't afford to go to the, you know, their shop or, uh, or their, uh, yeah. their regular mechanic. And so I, I was the cheap mechanic <laughs> under the covers yeah. at 15. And one time my dad brought this, I'll never forget, the 66 Corvette home and the 396 oh. at four speed and no, just, I think it, the head gasket leaked. And so I, you know, I, I took the heads off, sent them to the shop, put it back together. But guess what? I couldn't drive the damn thing. So oh. I called in my brother-in-law and, and, uh, and of course the thing ran fine. And wow, that car just blew my mind. I just thought, wow, this car is incredible. Throws you back in the seats. And yeah. I think at that point, you know, I was hooked. You were hooked. Cars <laughs> and working on cars. I just, that Corvette 
still, I, I think about that moment, even uh, many years ago. Yeah, well, it sounds like your dad taught you a great work ethic, and no doubt you earned your keep uh, when dinner time came to the table and helping your folks out, which is really good, too. Builds a great character in a, in a young person as well. Well, Dean, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. We always run into these bumps in life, and they teach us great things. So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you advanced in your career or your business. Thanks, Mark. One of the things that you and I talked about before we started this discussion was, you know, the corporate life and working in a large corporation has its pluses and its minuses. But one of the things as you get more responsibility in the corporate world, you begin to realize that there's a lot on your shoulders you don't have any time left at the end of the day. I was a director in marketing and, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you. Mm -hmm. So what comes with that territory too is one minute you're a hero, the next minute you're a zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, if you've worked, and if you've worked enough years in the corporate environment, you know that eventually you're going to get laid off. So I've, I've had the fortune or misfortune of being laid off before. And the last time that it happened, I was able to capitalize on an exit package because, it, you know, fortunately I'd been there for a while and, mm -hmm. and certainly had risen in the ranks. So with that came a white space, an opportunity for me to say, hey, what are my passions? And there's this quiet that you, you never get when you're working really hard and you spend all your days on conference calls and you're spending the evenings sending out emails that you didn't get to during the day. Yep. I'd have to say... Every time that I've been on the receiving end of something like that, where there's been a reorganization or a downsizing, it's really allowed me to reinvent myself. And here I am pursuing my passions because of that. I always encourage people to look at what something gives you, not what something takes away. What was taken away from me was a good deal of money and a lot of prestige. But what was given to me was much more valuable. Yeah, it's a great lesson. And I've always thought, you know, everyone that works for a big company thinks it's all secure and nothing can ever happen to them. And then when it does through no fault of their own, what happened? The rug got pulled out from under me. And I always say, you know, you can spend a life making someone else or someone else's company successful. Why not spend that time trying to do it for yourself? Because the risk and rewards are still the same. They're still there. You just don't realize it when you're in a big organization, but eventually you'll figure it out because something will probably happen. So uh, I think that's great guidance you've shared with us there. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. Now, you said you've reinvented yourself a couple times. That makes me smile. I think that's great as we go through life because it gets kind of boring doing the same thing over and over and over again, just waiting for retirement, waiting for those weekends. What was your aha moment? I'd have to say when I exited technology, you know, I'd gotten off the hamster wheel and first question was, what's my passion? But honestly, necessity is truly the mother of invention. I know it sounds trite, but it's true. I'm as obsessed about cars as the next guy. I think I, you know, have about 11 or 10 right now. Only my friends know how many I have. <laughs> I was looking for car storage myself here in South Orange County, and I'm like, where the hell is it? Uh, you you got to go to Costa Mesa, Dean, or oh. you got to go to Irvine or, or further north. And I'm like, well, why isn't there one? It seems logical. And so once I began to uh, kick the tires on that and think about 
you know, this idea of what's my passion, those two ideas collided. This notion of what am I passionate about and looking for a solution for my own addiction. Right, right. Yeah, no, I've heard this from many, many guests that that's how their business came to be. There was a need and they filled it. And that's pretty common in the entire industry. The entire world of any kind of business that you're in is look for a need. And usually if there's a vacuum there, it will fill up pretty quick if you do the right thing and provide a great service or great product that people want. And you're in a part of the world where there's a lot of cool cars. A lot of people have collector cars. So brilliant move. A lot of my customers live in this area, interestingly enough, part-time. A lot of them live in Wyoming or Illinois or Montana, and they have a place, you know, in Laguna Beach or somewhere nearby, and they come here when when the weather gets sucky there. Right. So, ironically, I'm not catering to people that just live here, but they, they store their cars here, and then they enjoy them when the weather gets bad somewhere else. So, it's part of that, you know, a lot of people live in a cold climate, and uh, cars are part of the winter somewhere else. Exactly. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out you would share? You know, I think I'll nuance it a little bit. It'll sound like multiple, but I think they're all related. You know, it's my goal to be profitable in this business and after the first year, and, and that's about when we became profitable after one year in the business. So you know, that was huge, but I think the most exciting moment is the occasional reminders I get when people walk through the door and tell me about their experience as they come in. Oh, wow, This I feel really at peace. This is a great environment. <laughs> nice. I'm really enjoying the, the design and the experience. And I'm like, it's so cool to hear, even if they're not customers and maybe they're just considering us, just how they experience my business, you know, and if it's in line with how I imagined it. It's so exciting. No doubt. Bringing smiles to people's faces. <laughs> That's Can't do anything better than that. I also enjoy the opportunity when people come in and say, hey, do you remember what it looked like when you were here only after a month or two and there was only a couple of cars out there? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, absolutely, I don't. I forget all about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking through the windshield, not in the rearview mirror. That's why the windshield's bigger. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. Now, you said you have a nice collection of cars, but let's go back to the first one you bought that was really special for you and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Well, hopefully this is a PG-13 show. (laughs) My first car was a 1964 Galaxy 500 XL convertible. I was 15, and I was asking my dad, what the heck am I going to drive? And he said, well, in that garage is that, that car, and there were boxes on it, and parts from, you know, cars from the 40s, and it was a mess. There wasn't one fender that had the same color on it. Oh, gosh. It was quite a pile, and he said, if you can get a run-in, it's yours, and and so sure enough, I I put a junkyard 352 in it, um, and, uh, you know, off and running, I went, and, you know, I think I took a lot of abuse for driving that car back and forth to school every day, but uh, the same people that were giving me a hard time, Mark, they, they were asking me to pick them up on the way. Of so, course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the moment, the memory was uh, senior cut day. Um, you know, we, we took that car because it was so big, right? We could hold four friends plus me. Yep. Plus a trunk, a trunk full of refreshments. Yep. If you might imagine. So <laughs> we were on our way to the Santa Cruz, up going up Santa Cruz Mountains. And uh, sure enough, the um, the wheel bearing gave out in the back on the way up the mountain. Oh, no. And um, so there we were on the freeway, and, and um, 
and my my wonderful friends came by and said, "Oh my gosh, you could get in trouble with those refreshments. Let us help you out with those." Of we'll, course, we'll put those in our car and we'll see you there later on tonight. Right. Well, un- unfortunately, me and my buddies never got there that night. We uh, we we got stuck in Los Gatos. Yeah. And by the time we got there, all the refreshments were gone the next day. But that's the way it was back in the day. You know, you were lucky if if you got where you were going without a breakdown. Senior Ditch Day, I remember that well. I grew up in Southern California, and for all of us, it was going to the beach, surfing, hanging out in the sand, you know, just pretty idyllic when I think back how carefree it all was. But uh, probably, you know, maybe in hindsight, you dodged a bullet there with those libations. So uh, you never know. Sometimes it's meant to be. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back? You know, I think the answer to that question changes with the way or the focus that I have on certain cars. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm into the, the funky, different cars. So lately, I'd have to say it's that uh, 1986 Merker XR4 Ti. Ooh. Uh, hatch. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those. Oh, yeah. Pretty rare car. Yeah, it was a very cool little turbo, 400, uh, turbo four-cylinder. You know, Ford of Europe made it, and uh, they launched it through Mercury. And, you know, it was not a big hit. But I love that car. I coveted getting not only just the turbocharger, but some people had intercoolers with them. And uh-huh. there was a lot of aftermarket stuff going on, and people were racing them. And I don't know what it is. That car still intrigues me to this day. I was fascinated with turbocharging before its time. And now we see everything's got a turbo. Everything's got a supercharger, including trucks. Yep. But I think in the 80s, they had a few false starts like that. Yeah. Well, that was a unique car for sure. So I can see why you kind of missed that. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What has you really excited and fired up at SoCal Classic Car Storage? Well, you know, the exciting thing about the business is here we are two years later, and we're expanding. We're in the process of negotiating for another building. Cool. And so it's a great time. We're pretty much reached our capacity. We have installed lifts, so we're going vertical. But the experience is really a trust business. And so what's exciting is when people get in the vibe. Uh, giving us a call or texting us and say, hey, we're going to pick up our car and take it for the weekend, or they drop it off. And they not only, you know, I get to engage them, which is, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be in that position, but they engage with other customers and customers start showing their cars to other customers. And so it, it's somewhat of a, um, a hybrid between a valet service to pick up and enjoy your car, but it's also a, an extended car show too. Sure. You know, we've got a nice a lounge where people can uh, enjoy themselves and watch TV and hang out in comfy furniture, but it's just a, a great place to escape. And I, some of my customers will escape for a couple hours, come pick up their car and get away from their corporate job uh, just to prevent themselves from um, road rage, I think. <laughs> the business is great and, and just feel very fortunate to be uh, at the wheel. Can you run through a quick list of all the services you provide? Oh, absolutely, yeah. In addition to storing cars and providing a valet service for them to be picked up and dropped off, we also provide our customers battery tending and battery charging free of charge. We want to make sure the cars are ready to go. We dust cars off periodically. If if a customer doesn't have a car cover that they keep on the car, most customers don't. If car cover is part of their uh, regime, then we keep the covers on the car. We also have hand car wash service on Fridays, which a lot of our customers capitalize on if they bring their cars in and they're dirty. Um, that's fantastic. We have three different levels of detailing. Uh, some of our customers just want a simple clay. Other other customers want to get ready for a show or 
some people are selling their car and then they want to take it to an auction. Sure. So in addition to that, we've got partnerships with, you know, two very trusted repair shops that many of our customers are buying and selling cars at auctions. And so the first thing they do after they uh, purchase it, they bring it here. And then we have transporters that transport the car over to the repair shops to shake them down to see if it was a good deal or a bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, have some good, we have some good code. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating world. People don't know what they bought. They didn't go to that auction, but uh, we have repair shops that kind of shake down a car and give them a, kind of a, a short list of what's needed. Very nice. So that's basically it. Yeah, we have lots of partnerships with transportation and flatbeds. And it's kind of a, you know what it is. It's, you know, cars are sometimes just terribly inconvenient at home because you don't have time to do all that stuff. We coordinate all those things for you. Yeah. Exactly. You make it easy. Very, very nice. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Dean. If you were a car, what kind of car would Dean be and why? I'm a late life entrepreneur, as you said, Mark. And I think I'm going to select something that goes along with that theme. Okay. As I've gotten older, I'm in my 50s now, and I've become an admirer of old trucks. So let's pick one of the trucks that are in uh, storage here, 1948 F1. Ooh. It's got to be a restaurant. All of a sudden, you know, I really appreciate and enjoy these old trucks. And for me, it's great to be a classic. They're athletic, you know, because they've been a restaurant and they can handle better than they originally did. But there's a lot of history with those trucks. Maybe they were on the farm or whatever, and they're expected to be wise. So uh, I think these old trucks are probably a good reflection of who I think I am or who at least I think I should be, maybe, you know, as I get older. A very nice answer to a somewhat odd question. So I like the way you answered that. Very nice. Well, Dean, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Well, we're into December now and the holidays are here. And if you have an automotive enthusiast on your list that's hard to buy for, get them a Covercraft gift card. They can go and order anything they want from the Covercraft website. All sorts of things are there, including car covers, dash covers, seat covers, sunscreens, front-end protection, floor mats, canine covers, work truck, power sports covers. There's everything there for the automotive enthusiast to take care of their special vehicles. I've been a Covercraft user since 1975. That's right. All the way back to high school. So go to Covercraft.com, click on the gift card button, order it in any denomination you'd like. You can put it in the mail, they'll ship it for you, stick it in a stocking, and you'll make somebody very happy. That's Covercraft.com, Covercraft gift cards at Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, You'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, 
It's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Dean, we are back and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I don't know who I can attribute this one to, but don't buy a car you don't love. Mm. A car is not just a car. You should have a lot of fun and enjoy it thoroughly. You know, that is such great advice. I know so many people that buy cars thinking, oh, it's it's going to go up in value. That's the only reason I'm buying it. And then the market adjusts, which it always does. And then they're stuck with something right. they really don't like. And, you know, having a car is not free, even if you paid cash. There's insurance, there's storage, there's all these things, upkeep, maintenance. You can't let them sit. That's the worst thing for cars. Yeah, I think that's great, great advice. Very wise. Now, about a personal habit, is there one that you feel you have that has contributed to your many successes? Yeah, honestly, I don't think, like I said earlier, that I'm special in any particular way. But I do bring the desire to enjoy people, to build relationships quickly with people, to develop relationships with people that are outside my comfort zone. I have a friend that's very artistic. He he does my website and a few other things. And mm-hmm. He's got super long hair and he's a really cool dude. And his politics are 180 of mine. I couldn't be more fortunate to have him in my life just because of the rich diversity that he brings. And so yeah. if I had, and, and I think, I think I owe some of that to my father who, who was a sales guy. So I just enjoy people and building relationships. Uh, it's so important. And to uh, use your ears more than your mouth. That's uh, so my mom used to tell me why we have two ears and one mouth is <laughs> to listen yeah, to people, fire. try to listen to understand and then speak to be understood. To quote uh, Stephen Covey, one of the great uh, seven uh, habits of highly effective people. I love that book. So sounds like you're practicing that. Now, there's a lot of great resources these days, but is there one that stands out you'd like to share? Yeah, there's a, of course, it's local to Southern California, and so why not, right? But Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Lindsay has a website that's been out there forever and a day. It's called SoCalCarCulture.com. And basically, it's everything you would ever want to know about cars, shows, car events, any resources associated with cars in Southern California. And I use it frequently, and I know almost all my car buddies do, so great great resource. Awesome. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Dean's show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? My first answer was going to be Dan Gurney, but I think when I'll flip it up a little bit and I'll say Tom Mongoose McEwen, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. 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 The old dragster guys. Exactly. My dad would take me down to the drags for either one of you know my birthdays or whatever when I was a teenager. I don't know why we went there, but there we were. And these cars were so amazing, so loud. The gold lettering, just it was the time. It was the era. So I'd love to sit down with those guys and just say, hey, what was going through your mind? That was kind of the pinnacle of drag racing. And for me, it was just one of those great moments with my father. I had no idea why we were there. And once in a while, he'd let me invite my friends, but 
Gosh, I'd love to love to chat with those guys, man. Oh, no doubt. I remember building models of the mongooses, those two cars, my Ravel model building days when I was a kid. Right. I actually would go, my dad would take me up to Orange County Raceway that used to be a drag strip up there when it was nothing uh-huh. but orange groves before Irvine was even invented. And uh, right. watch those guys race and saw Don Garlitz and saw Evil Knievel jump over some buses and wow. uh, just some fun stuff. And Don Garlitz has been a guest here on Cars Yeah. So if you want to listen to his show, yeah, you should go back and find his show on the Cars Yeah website. He was a very, very interesting guy to talk with. And one of his favorite quotes was, you'll have plenty of time for sleep when you're dead. So get busy working. <laughs> 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 yeah, my dad took me to, uh, that's a great quote, by the way. My dad took me to Fremont Drag Strip up oh. in Northern California. Yeah. That's where uh, I cut my teeth on that stuff. Very nice. Fun stuff. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? We'll see if they would enjoy it. It's got little to do with cars. One of my favorite authors is Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yes. Uh, real curly-haired. Yep. Real curly-haired guy, and, and, and he's uh, somewhat of a hermit. He lives in New York, and... I th- I've seen him interviewed before, and he, he does a lot of writing in the co- local coffee shops, and he's just kind of a strange duck when you look at him. But he's written some very influential books and from my perspective. You know, Blink is a great book, but the one I was thinking of is Outliers. Oh, yes. And he talks about what makes somebody special or what makes somebody a professional. And he talks at length about repetition and how they're – you know, when you talk about the Beatles and why why were they successful over so many other bands from that era, you know. That, right. He's, yeah, he's a great. His argument is, is that they uh, played at these local clubs in Liverpool for six or seven nights in a row for five, six hours a day. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, they, they were spending more time making and playing music than anybody else. Yeah. Which set them up. For their success. Gladwell's awesome. I like him. All You think about all his books, Outliers, The Tipping Point, Blink. Let's see, David and Goliath, What the Dog Saw. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah there's really some great books there. So uh, I'll make sure that listeners, you can find uh, links to this book on Dean's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. There's also a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where all my past 924 guests have books listed there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of books, over a thousand books there, but I made it really easy for you. You just click, takes you to Amazon, buy it, you're done. Uh, Wonderful resource library by all these inspiring automotive enthusiasts that have been on cars. Yeah. All right, Dean, this last question can be a bit of a doozy. We're up to the checkered flag. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Now, here's the challenge. You got to get rid of all your other collector cars and you can only have one. Just one, but I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to cover everything. So don't worry about the price. This is an emotional kind of car here for you, but I want you to drive it. So get something you can go out and enjoy in that Southern California sunshine. So what's it going to be? Well, thanks for buying me a car, Mark. You're the nicest thing anybody's (laughs) done for me in a long time. Well, Christmas is coming, so I'm feeling very generous. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Well, one of the um, cars that I've always admired is a 1937 Delahaye, and I think it's a 135 Roadster, but I could be wrong about that. Not an expert. But the thing about that car, and certainly all the Delahaye's for that matter, are just the incredible lines in the design. Every panel, every corner, every intersection, it just never stops. And so a lot of my customers, and certainly I, we're always talking about cars are really just rolling art. Yes. So if the car's doesn't ever get driven, 
then it's somewhat of a shame if it's a trailer queen because then you take the rolling out of the art. So if I'm only going to get one car, it better be some awesome art. It better be a Picasso or somebody notable from the art world. So I think a car of that uh, nature, it doesn't have to be that one. There's many others, but let's pick that one. Well, yeah. Oh, talk about a, a rolling piece of art. What comes to mind is the 135 MS that Fagoni and Falashi built, a special roadster they built. I saw it at Pebble Beach some, I think it was in 2016. No yeah, it, it was gorgeous. But, you know, all those cars that Delahaye built in that era are just magnificent. There was a, a 48 that was this candy apple red, if I remember right, at Pebble Beach. Yeah, it's it's just like, it's like a... Fabergé egg. It just is beautiful. I, I wonder what it's like to drive those cars. Never had the pleasure, but uh, once I get you, yours for you, I'm going to expect you to let me drive it maybe Thank once. You. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I'll make it available to you. We also have a 1958 dual gear in our facility. Oh, here. nice. It's black with a kind of an interesting green interior. And it's so, what's cool about the car business, regardless of what business you're in, there's always something new coming in, and you're like, wow, I've never seen one of those. And yeah. then you get up close, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. You know, so these are Italian hand-built bodies with leather coming in from Britain, and the frame of the engine coming from America. And you're, you're just wondering, what in the heck were they thinking? But this <laughs> is just so marvelous that there's some of them still left. Well, and you think about the era of the 30s. I mean, the Great Depression, it hit the U.S., it rippled across the world, and they were still building a few of these for the well-heeled, of course, that were buying them, just like the Packards or any Rolls Royces or any of those cars, the Duesenberg. So, oh, nice choice, nice choice. I think you're the only one that's ever chosen that car, which I'm quite surprised, but um, that is beautiful. That's going to look good parked in your facility there, no doubt. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, Dean, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better and learning more about your business. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yeah audience. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you hop into that 37 Delahaye 135 Roadster and drive on down the road? You know, it's, it's pretty much consistent with my journey in life. I'd have to say, you know, I just encourage people to pursue your passions with a vengeance. It's the same advice I give my son who's early in his career. Pursue your passions. Don't be afraid to let yesterday's passions die off and pursue some new ones. Yes. I know I know that's hard. Uh, I've done it a couple of times, but it really keeps life interesting and challenging. You've done the same thing. You you are a very successful entrepreneur and, and business executive, but there comes a time when you're you're looking for new challenges mm-hmm. and and I encourage people to go do that. As uncomfortable as that makes people. But you know, it's the old adage, you can really do anything, but really you you've got to have the ability to imagine it. Yes. And uh, But and then you got to, like we were talking about, you really just got to do the hustle, the hard work that goes along with that. And so that's all. That's that's nothing that anybody hasn't said before. Nicely said, though. <laughs> well, it's a great reminder for everybody. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and SoCal Classic Car Storage? Well, they can go on our website. We've got uh, SoCalCarStorage.com is out there for their perusal. And they certainly can go on there and hit the contact button and uh, reach me personally or or one of my associates at any time. And we'd love to share the facility with you. Very nice. And how about social media? Do you play in that arena? Yes, we do. We have a very active Facebook page. That's a good place to engage with us. We try to post on a regular basis out there. We're going we're to leverage 
cars, yeah. Uh, obviously, now that we've completed this, but we also have a few other. We've got a Yelp page. We're pretty active on Pinterest of all places. Uh-huh. It's a great place to post pictures. Yeah. And we've got other, a few other social media sites that were they're in our infancy. We've got to do a better job on Instagram. Definitely. But uh, that's yeah. about it. That's a great place to be for cars. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything that Dean has shared today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to the website, carsyeah.com, type Dean Morash, M-O-R-A-S-H, into the search bar. His page will pop up and you can find all these great links. And if you're down there in his part of the woods, I think he'd appreciate it if you stopped in and said hello and saw what he was up to. So, Dean, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Carsia audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. This has been great. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Cars Yeah!